Hello again, and thanks for listening today. This is Stepping Into Freedom, the podcast about standing fast in the liberty wherewith we have been made free from Alma 5840 in the Book of Mormon. So, before we begin today's interview, um, fun thing, we actually have um, Jess and Julie and me and Becky all at the same time, and this is just wonderful when uh, we put Becky on here for the interview portion. But um, her title today was Freedom from Our Secrets. And, oh boy, I think all four of us could just talk for hours about this. But, <laughs> Jess and Julie, why don't you guys start out with uh, some key points you thought were just fantastic about our discussion with her? I, I guess I'll answer that first. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jessica, I wasn't sure if you were going to answer that. Um, uh, she I really, there's a couple points that she made, and one point that I think was so important that I really want to make sure isn't overlooked is when she mentioned how she and her husband went to the temple. I think there is so much power in that. If you are able to attend the temple, when you have something like this that comes up in your home or in your family, that's the place we need to be. That's where we're going to receive the inspiration, the direction. Um, and, and there's power in that. So I was really grateful that she talked about that and touched on that. And I was, I also loved that she talked about you know handing it over to the lord because there are times in our lives when things happen and we don't have the answers we don't know how to resolve them we don't know even where to begin and so and especially when that when it's something like this that conjures up so many difficult emotions it's how wonderful is that that we have this opportunity to lay those problems at the lord's feet yes say can you take care of this? Can you just take this? I loved that. Yeah. Well, I loved hearing her process, like, you know, like kind of, you know, the initial reaction and, you know, how they got through it and yeah. how they grew from it and, and just in a really, really beautiful, healthy way. Well, just, just for our listeners, too, um, Becky's story has a lot to do um similar to season one with her, her son who came out at 24 years old as gay to her family one at a time. So, yeah, keep going, Jess, though. Yeah. Well, you know, like, in my head, what's popping up is, okay, like, um, I can't remember which prophet said it, but one prophet said that our children are going to have to deal with stuff we never even dreamed of. You know? They're yeah. going to have to deal with things that we've never experienced and it's okay that we don't have that experience as long as we teach our children to turn to God, you know, and model that ourselves, you know, um, and, and practice that yeah. ourselves. Um, exactly. So well, that when something unexpected comes up that you have no idea how to handle, guess what? God knows how to handle it. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I love that you mentioned that kind of the, the idea of you give them the foundation they need and it's like, like once you have gospel habits established once you have you know you're studying your scriptures every day you're praying every day you're putting your heart where it should be um, the, the type of challenge doesn't matter um, the the kind of secret you may be holding uh, for in interest of the topic for, for Becky's uh, episode here whatever secret you're harboring whether other, other people can relate 100% to it or not 
doesn't always have to be relevant. Uh, it's, it's a matter of do you have the spiritual foundation and the methods to find solutions in place? Because then if you have that, it's like, oh, now I can talk about this. I can figure it out. I can take it to Heavenly Father. I can take it to the temple like you mentioned, Julie, too. And you can figure it out because, you know, the, the Lord's pattern for solving problems works for every problem, no matter who, who else or has or has not been through it. So. That is exactly why I think her mentioning that struck me so deeply because it is a principle. And you're right. You could insert any problem in there, any, anything that you felt was like this deep, dark secret. It wouldn't matter. The principle remains the same. If you turn to the Lord and ask for his help and guidance and seek him, that you're going to be so much further ahead of the yeah, game yeah. because not only is he going to solve it or, or, or give you the tools to solve it, but, but it's going – it's much, it's much more on a perfected level than we as human beings can. Yeah, yeah, can come up exactly. With, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So pay pay attention yeah. for all you listeners out there. Please pay attention during the episode to ways that Becky talks about um, being able to work through those things to find the answers to, um, you know, like the, the the ways that she mentioned that her family found a way to work through it. Um, to make make each other feel safe with each other's secrets. So listen for that during the episode. So mm-hmm. here we go. Really cool episode today. Uh, we have actually this is the first time we've ever been able, been able to do this. This is super cool. We have me and Jess and Julie and our guest Becky McIntosh on, who is returning from season one. Super exciting. Um, she is the author of Love Boldly: Embracing Our LGBTQ Loved Ones and Our Faith. So. Like I, I when I first added her on Facebook last season, I'm like, oh, she's friends with Dennis. Yes, let's do this. <laughs> so say hello, everyone. Thanks for for inviting me on, and it's so nice to. Meet you. <laughs> awesome. Jess, Julie, any starting questions you have for Becky before we kind of get into the meat of things? I'm ready to hop in. <laughs> I, I I am so excited to hear. Uh, more about this topic and from you, Becky. So I'm just anticipating what she's going to share and go from there. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Jess. Great. Okay, so (laughs) Becky, um, just kind of revisit this a bit. Um, For those who have not caught your season one episode, um, introduce yourself a bit if you would, and then we'll kind of go from there. I am Becky Mack. Tosh, and I am the mother of seven grown adult children. They're uh, they're married and all raising children of their own, have their own little families, and that's so so fun to be a grandmother. Today happens to be my oldest grandchild's birthday. He turned nine today, so that's kind of fun. So I have twelve grandchildren with the oldest one nine, <laughs> so a lot of little ones, and another one on the way. So. Um, The story that I get most asked about and the story that I am public about uh, comes from our third child, and he's our middle son, Sean, and he is gay. And he came out to us when he was 24 years old, and it it came to a shock, and it was um, difficult to digest and kind of put us on uh, an unexpected journey of seeking answers and learning and navigating and and all of that. So 
Um, it, it was a family secret for quite a while, and I was happy to keep that secret. <laughs> but then there came a time where the, the spirit nudged me that I needed to come out of my own rhetorical closet as a Latter-day Saint mother and talk about this and the reality of this because uh, I knew it wasn't just our family that was trying to navigate this, but hundreds and hundreds of thousands of families. Um, everyone has a, a niece, nephew, cousin, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, neighbor, coworker, someone that they know that um, has is lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or you know, not um, in our little box of how everyone should be. And so the, the spirit nudged me um, quite a bit <laughs> to be to be open and talk about the reality of this. And as time went on, and um, the the church reached out to our family and asked if we would share our story openly. And they sent a film crew out to our house, and and um, our story is on the church's Mormon and Gay website, which recently named was changed to same-sex attraction dot church of Jesus Christ dot org website and it's a, a story of love and inclusion so um, and then from that the desert book reached out to me and asked if I would write a book uh, about our, our journey detailing more the ups and downs and just the reality of of navigating this with our faith and um, embracing our, our son and our and our faith. Um, so that's where the book came out, and it was just released in September. Cedar Fort um, published that, and it is available at Desert Book and Amazon. Um, so that was a really long intro. I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. You're doing totally good. Um, no, 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 you're good. Yeah. Um, no, I, I remember. I think in season one, you had talked about unity, and your situation is really kind of perfect for that. Like with the, I, I love that you mentioned the whole you know not fitting inside the box because whether it's me or Julie or Jess or my fiance Colette, oh my goodness, like every time it's like normal what's that no get it away it's like... <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah wow um so with the title of this one freedom from our secrets um uh just you julie do you guys have any questions you want to begin with uh for becky before kind of she gets into more of her story there um well the only thing i've been thinking about is um you know I'm just thinking about the experiences in my life where, you know, there's there's shame and there's secrets, you know, like, even if you're holding a secret for somebody else, like, it can close you off from the world. And um, it's so liberating to, you know, show someone, you know, what's, what's really going on to show them your scars and be like, and then so many people will be able to relate to what you're going through like I have a neighbor or an old neighbor and one of their sons is gay too and it was the first experience I had ever had with um somebody that I was 
friends with, you know, having to go through that as a parent. And it's so, um, it's kind of really beautiful to see how my friend, you know, how they deal with it as a husband and wife and, and how much love they have for all of their children. And so I'm like, yeah. I loved, I loved watching your video. I love seeing just how you respond to him and so inclusively. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. And I wasn't, uh, I'll, loving or responded in the right way and I still make a lot of mistakes as a mother uh, but one thing I was very consistent in was turning to God falling to my knees and oftentimes pleading for answers and guidance and direction and my father was always so so patient and so clear about that I was to love, that I was to love not just Sean, but all of my, my children and find a way to include and make each one feel important and valued and safe and want to be home, want to be with one another, want to come around me mm -hmm. <laughs> in my, in my home. So, um, so I'm grateful, grateful for that. I made a lot of mistakes, but Thank goodness, um, my constant is turning to God, mm -hmm. um, you know, opening my scriptures, seeking answers. One of the things that you said there made me think of um, this is the Spider Man geek coming out on me, but <laughs> the, the the Andrew Garfield one, the the Amazing Spider Man, where with Andrew Garfield, where his his mom tells him, his, his, excuse me, his aunt says something like, you know, Peter's secrets have a cost. From my experience, the cost is always too high. You know, you have to like it's, like, it's like Dennis said in his episode, you've got to find that, or was it Dennis or Lachelle? I forget which episode it was. They said, you have to find that someone who believes in you. They're out there. You, I, There's always somebody out there who's going to be willing to just listen and say, you can spill your secrets to me. What's that song? You know, I want to give all my secrets away. That's the best th thing you can possibly do because once, um, you know, those wounds are exposed, they can be healed. So... Yeah, absolutely. I know in regard to, to secrets, with with my son, he was 24 years old when he finally came out to his father and I. And he said, Mom, you're the first person that I have, I have talked to about this. And that broke my heart to think for 24 years he had kept that to himself. That he had to deal with that and navigate that himself. Um, he was afraid. He was afraid to tell his father and I didn't know how we would respond. And I felt bad about that. I thought I had played in my home and had a, a trusting relationship with him that could tell me anything. But I, I hadn't. This was one thing that he wasn't sure how I was going to re respond. And, um, you know, it, it's scary for each person that he came out to, not knowing how they he would then be treated. How were they going to respond? And hoping they would still treat them the same um, with kindness and love and inclusion. And then the same with me as as a parent. When when it was my secret that I had a, a son that was gay, um, it was it was scary coming out publicly. I knew I needed to start talking. 
about this because the the spirit was was really strong in telling me that I needed to talk about this and be open about it. But that that was scary, not knowing how people then would perceive me. They look at me as as a bad parent, um, something surely something that I had had done wrong in raising him. Um, but when I let that go of I don't care what people think. <laughs> about me if they're judging me you know that's that's something they have to deal with um but it, it was freeing once i did start talking about it it was so freeing because and people were reaching out from literally all, all over the world reaching out and and um they felt like i had that commonality that connection with them that i would understand as they were were sharing their stories of their son or daughter or you know cousin neighbor what have you um so was that that commonality julie refreshing not alone sorry julie what were you gonna say there um becky i do have a question for you Uh, as a mother who wants to protect your children um how did you choose to reveal this secret in your family and were there any were there anything anything you would do differently than what you did do were there any consequences or blessings that resulted from that yeah, great question. And in my in my book, I'm very open and honest about the wrong things, the, the things that I did wrong, <laughs> the things that did right, consequences that came um, handling things wrong. Um, as far as telling others, uh, Sean wanted that to be his story to, to tell. It was it was him that came out to his siblings. Now I uh, this is where I I erred greatly. Um, Sean wanted to tell all his siblings at once um, without making this too long. Um, but I just, it, in talking to my oldest son, it just came out. And so I outed him to my oldest son, my Sean's older brother. And then when I told Sean, he was kind of horrified and then knew he needed to tell all his siblings. Um, and then he he wrote a, a text or an email and sent it out to all his siblings at, at once. But I made that mistake in telling, <laughs> outing him to his sibling because it it is it their story to tell, um, and not it it wasn't mine mine to tell. Um, and then he set the tone in how he he wanted to come out to others. And then once we public public. Um, Especially with the you know a church website, and we're out there. <laughs> and um, but but anyway, yeah, just it was his story to tell, and I let him him share. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, as far as there, there's one more piece to that. Um, then one of, one of my chapters in my book is called "House Divided" because there was um, some division there. Um, there was. Uh, a sibling once when Sean started dating it was one thing when he had come out and but he wasn't dating but once he started dating then that was a, another hurdle to, to cross and there was some division there was a, a sibling who then um, did not want to bring her her children to a, to a family gathering if the boyfriend if the the person he was dating was going to be be there. So 
Um, there was some family division, and it took quite a while to work through that. And um, and to create that that unity and inclusion in our home, it, it took some time. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I particularly impressed with uh, any time I see a family who has something that's just all those this, this intense struggle for, no matter what family member it comes from anytime I see something that just really tests a family and their, and their loyalty and their love for each other and it comes out and it's like kind of like it almost feels like you know kind of poo hits the fan and it's like whoa what just happened right um the thing that I admire most about those who know how to navigate those waters, if you will, uh, successfully, um, and I see this, I've seen this in your family, Becky, is that there's a pattern of, there's, this, there's always the same pattern of people, some, at, least, at least one person, if not more, is always willing to just listen. And, and like you said, not judge, you know, not cut off or interrupt or anything, just, just listen. Because you know, once you understand somebody, it becomes easier for them to say more, and so you understand more. And understanding equals peace, equals love, right? Um, even if we don't agree with everything, understanding gets us a long way in helping not only them get rid of their secrets and heal those things. Um, like for me, I know with Colette and I, um, for the first time in 15 years, um, there's things that we've been able to talk about that it's like, like there's some things that I was I told I said to Claire, you know, I couldn't even tell Lorraine this because of just her situation, and her health, and her pain, and her mental crap she was going through, emotional garbage. I couldn't even tell her this because I'm like, is this really bad, scary what I'm thinking? And oh, it's just no, it's just you, you know. And that that's this. Uh, there's there's this freedom from secrets in my own life now. That's just. Wow, I don't have to hide anything about how I think or feel, and it's just this, ah, you know? Yes, there there is freedom. There's this weight lifted off your shoulder when you are to be totally open and honest with someone and and feel that acceptance and love from them back. Um, when When you're hiding something, you're always wondering, well, if they knew this about me, would they still like me? Would they still feel the same about me? So um, liken that to my son and others in the LGBTQ community that are not out. Um, there's a lot of uh, shame and secrecy and wondering if you would still just still treat them the same, just still be their friend if you knew this one piece about them. And that was the same weight lift from me as a mother when I started talking about it was uh, this freedom to just be real and honest and just being authentic. Yeah, that's a huge one right there, the authenticity, right? Um, Jess and Julie, any, any comments you have on that? I know you guys have quite a bit of experience with the whole authentic thing as well. I do. In in fact, even recently, um, you know, there's been this question I've been pondering is, you know, do how much and how often do I want to share my secrets (laughs) with others? Um, 
And and I love what Becky Becky you said something early on, and you said you know there reaches a point where you just have to choose not to care about what other people think, and I think that that is a very powerful and valid comment. But I do actually, if you don't mind, I do have a question, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, did this experience yeah. did this experience with your son? have an effect on your marriage? And if so, what type of effect did it have? Have an effect on our marriage. That's one thing I'm, I am very grateful for, that my husband and I, we were on the same page. We have been a great support to one another. And, um, you know, right off the bat, that first week he came out to us, my son, my husband and I, we went to the, to the temple. And as we were sitting in the celestial room, um, I told him the the wrong impression and feeling that I had that we needed to to love our son without um, conditions, and my my husband said the same impression that he had. Also, um, it it took us a while. It was still a, a journey into what that was going to look like, but we were. We were on the, the same page, and I'm grateful for that um, and, and how we were to move forward together to create that love and, and unity in our, in our home. So, yeah. I know that's not always the case. I've seen this not just with the LGBT, but that brings division often within families, but with, uh, with other scenarios that are unforcing in your in your family um but I, i'm grateful that this was something that that actually probably brought us closer together mm. well you, i love that both of, oh go ahead Paul. Oh, sorry no, I, I was i was just thinking you know I, just kind of based on what you're saying there it brings to mind two things that i i kind of want to put forward to our listeners with this too um both from your experiences becky with uh this this fantastic, you know, learning experience you've had, and, and with with my own as well, um, with what I was mentioning a second ago. Um, and my my encouragement to our listeners throughout this is um, both to take from Becky's example and and even find opportunities in your own life to be both someone who can be trusted with people's secrets. Um, like I, I I was told in a, in a priesthood blessing that. Actually, my patriarchal blessing. Excuse me. That um, I would be someone who could be trusted by my fellow men and by the Lord, and I think that can that, honestly anyone can achieve that if we are the kind of people who are safe to tell anything, who can just listen and be kind, even if we don't agree, even if we're just like you know. Well, I think it, it, maybe sometimes it's easy to think things like, "Oh, you're just a whiner" or whatever. But you know, if we can swallow that. Um, my, I encourage listeners today to kind of try to go out of your comfort zone. Find somebody who needs to, you know, release something that they're afraid. Like, like, like you guys were saying, you know, oh, I'm, I'm afraid of what are they going to think of me if I say this, right? I have plenty of those myself, and even the conversations Colette and I have been able to have, where I'm just like, so I have something to tell you. I'm kind of scared of what's going to, what I'm going to seem like if I say this, and then it comes out, and then, and like she just responds. It's just like, whoa, I, I, I'm safe. This is beautiful cool and so give someone else the opportunity to feel that you know just that i'm safe okay this is 
this is a step in the right direction. And then the number two is I would encourage you to find that someone to whom you can, you know, get rid of your secrets. You know, those maybe there's something in the inside, the back of your mind that you've been festering for years off and on. You know, find a way to get that out so you can heal from it. Or if it's a good thing, to celebrate it, you know, instead of wondering, oh, is this too weird, you know? So just kind of something to go off. Becky, what I was going to say is I so appreciate you sharing about, about how you and your husband went to the temple. I think that is so key and important. You know, it's an example really of how we can lay our our problems or things that we don't understand how to resolve at the Savior's feet and to draw strength from the Lord. And so thank you for sharing that. First of all, your whole story, but that piece, I really appreciate you sharing that. Awesome. Just any, anything else to add to that? For sure. Um, Well, I was just thinking, I mean, I had a big experience in my life where very different from this, but I had to keep my ex-husband's secrets for many years um, and his addictions, and it it kept me from feeling like I could um, just, you know, I don't know, like, it, it just, it created a wall, and I lived that way for a really long time until I... Like I couldn't handle it anymore, and I and I left, and I went and stayed with my parents for a little while. And while I was gone, my ex told everybody in our ward, all of our neighbors, he told everybody like everything that was going on in our marriage. And and so like all of a sudden, I was an open book like overnight. And so people would come up to me that I didn't even know, and they're like. We're so glad that your husband shared this with us because we're struggling too, you know? And, like, I was like, okay. (laughs) And so at that point, like, I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice. Like, okay, well, um, I guess I'm just going to talk about this because maybe more people are dealing with this than I think there are. And... You know, somebody has to be the first one to go in and stand up and talk about it. So I guess um, my question for you is, like, are there any things that, like, advice you would give? Like, if you have a friend going through something like this, like, how to support, how to support them? Yeah, one thing that comes to mind is Sister Marjorie Hinkley said, there isn't a person you wouldn't love if you knew their story. And so just being someone that listens, just listening with empathy, you know, you'll never regret listening. And also you'll never regret saying, I love you. Yeah. You know, just letting that person know that you're there for them, that you care about them. And just, you know, be that, that listening ear. And you know that they're they're safe with you. That feeling of safety is key. I mean, I was actually going to ask you uh, that question I mentioned before of um, how has your experience of your own hard thing helped set you free from your secrets? And I think you've actually already covered that really well because I mean, it's it's that that catalyst. Maybe that's the word I would use to kind of uh, kind of go off what you said there. Is it can be a great catalyst to kind of 
who is going to be the first one, right? And then you have someone say, oh, okay, I'll start. And then everybody else, oh, oh, well, they were safe. Maybe I will be too. And then it can kind of set off this chain reaction of, oh, what's the movie I'm thinking of? Um, Sort of like a different version of um, uh, Pay It Forward, you know? That wasn't the name of the movie. I forget what it was. Maybe that was it. I don't know. With that kid. And, uh, you know, that's another kind of a similar effect happens when you're like, oh, Let's all be open. Um, what's that blog entry I mentioned? I think it was in uh, with, with Dennis. The show me your dash and I'll show you mine. <laughs> um, maybe I'll put a link to that blog entry in the description or something. I don't know. But um, anyways, so appreciate your thoughts today, Becky. Um, any closing thoughts from you or anyone else here? No, but I do, I do want to just say, I know I was telling Paul, Becky, how important – and, and timely your messages because I can see um, I'm a witness to and I have personally been able to see how difficult it's been for families to navigate through um, these types of things that come up in families when it comes to gender identity and how or, or um, their the way that they see themselves or the way others see see them. These issues are things that I think parents um, struggle with. They don't know. They, they're afraid that if they show any kind of love or any kind of acceptance that they're condoning something that they deeply feel differently about. And, um, and I, I just so appreciate you being vulnerable and, and coming out and sharing about what this experience has been like for your family and how you've been able to, to navigate this far with it and the things that you've learned along the way because you really are helping so many others. So, so I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for me inviting to have me on the, your podcast to, to talk about something that's a sensitive subject to so many, but just the reality. And I think gone are the days of, of not talking about mental illness and about any of those those kind of uh, topics that we used to just hide under the, the rug and hope nobody noticed because you thought you were the only one. Um, I, I hope that um, at least I've experienced the more, more open and vulnerable that I am that I realize the more I have in commonality with others. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Becky. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. But thank you. Hopefully we'll be able to um, pull some, some good stuff out of that. Oh, we, I'm sure we will. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so, um, good heavens, Becky has got some awesome insights. I got to tell you, one of my personal favorites, um, when she talked about, you know, oh, and he came out and she, uh, you know, kind of, she's like, oh, I, I have the right things I did, and then there's the wrong things I did, and she's like, I, I, I told his older brother what I shouldn't have, and I'm like, you know, it's, you know, it, the fact that she's able to be vulnerable about that, it's like, oh, here's what I messed up, here's what I did right, it's like, Oh, wait a minute. Okay, now we can say this does work. This doesn't work. And once you kind of get that figured out, it's like, oh, I know where to go better from here, right? Because you have kind of a, a place to go from. But guess what? What that also did is it showed us that, hey, if we make a mistake, it doesn't mean that it can't be re- repaired or fixed or that we can't get this back on track. Because yeah. somehow, some way, she did manage to get it back on track. And um, get to a point where she and her son and her family has, you know, a good, strong relationship. So, you know, we may not 
be perfect. We may have good intentions, but we may not execute them perfectly. But that doesn't mean that it has to be this finite damaging effect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm articulating this well, but I hope I hope I'm speaking in a way that that can be understood. Yeah, makes sense. Oh, and and I loved I loved the questions. You know, she kind of puts you in his shoes, in her shoes. You see it from all the different perspectives and the questions that people ask when they're worried about something. Like, are people still going to like me if they know this about me? Or how am I going to be treated? Or how are good, or, or from the mother's side, how are people going to view me as a mother if, you know, my kid's struggling with something? Like, I love hearing those questions because how many people have those same questions? And it's, like, huge. I mean, that's why people don't talk about it because those things are really real. And um, and she didn't go into this, but I I wonder. She said that a lot of people reached out from all over the world when they did their video, but I wonder if she got a lot of judgment too at the same time. You no, know? like I I would venture if I had yeah. to place bets, I would say absolutely. I'm sure she <laughs> it's did. Like, it's like because just... everybody has an opinion, and they're not ever all the same. Yeah, yeah. It's like just with when we when you and I interviewed Dennis, right? He was like, "Oh, the hate mail I got and all that stuff." I'm like, "You're gonna get like what was it uh, when Truman Madsen in his lectures? He's like, Joseph learned early on that to testify of divine manifestation is to stir up darkness and call down wrath." And I'm like, "That too, yes." <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you you have something good happen in your life. You're gonna and you publicize something that sensitive that ends up doing something good for you. You're gonna get both sides of it, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I just think there's, you know, there's legitimate concerns, like why people are concerned to share because they know there's gonna be some of that. But I, I just loved her attitude where she's like, no, I just decided to not care what other people think. Period. Yeah. And I loved that. Yep. See, caring how they feel is different from caring what they think. It's like, oh, I, well, you're wrong in this, and you did this right, and it's like, okay, well, you can think that I don't care. It's like, but this is how you made me feel. Oh, well, I'm sorry you felt that way, or and then you, then you can go from there, right? So, and then once you kind of get that openness, it's like, we are safe telling our secrets. We should be able to, right? And then you can find freedom from that. So, it's like if somebody's like you know in the old time movies where somebody's blackmailing somebody because something really bad happened and it's like isn't that what satan does to us he like wants to blackmail us like well i'm gonna you know if everybody knows this about you then your life is over or something you know? but it's blackmail and the only way to deal with a blackmailer is to just come out and say it like the, that's you know it's like you don't you don't negotiate with terrorists mm -hmm. Or black mailers, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> this is to yeah. me, it's you know, like the same. It's funny that you mentioned that because it, it reminds me. I haven't. I actually forgot all about this until just now. Um, there's this kid I remember who men who messaged me. I don't know, five years after high school or something like that. And I, it was when I was after I was uh, married to Lorraine, and and uh, and he. Something I posted on Facebook, I don't remember what it was, but he messaged me. He's like, man, you're the, still the same crying wuss you were in high school. And I'm like, 
You're like, nobody really likes you, you know. Same thing as always. And I'm like, something like that. And I'm like, actually, there's a lot of people who like me, so you can shove it. And I, I, I didn't quite say it like that, but I was like, actually, now, like, I am a child of God. <laughs> oh, yeah, kind of that that little, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, little kind of little head cock. They're like, no, nope, you're wrong, buddy. And the thing is. The second I did that, the second I'm like basically sending him the message of, I don't really give two craps what you think because you're wrong. He backed right off. He goes, okay, have a wonderful day. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> so it's, you know, back, back to that. I don't care what you think. I care what you feel, but not what you think. And that is one of the best things you can do to release your secrets is be like, I need to tell someone and someone out there is going to be supportive. So I'm going to find him, you know, do that. Please, for your listeners, go do that. So, anyways, base it on Christ. You know, find, I mean, of, of all people, go to him. Tell him your secrets. Ask him to find a mortal for you that can share your secrets, you know? Because so. I'm sure he's like, I'm sure he's up there like the way that my daughter was. Like, she was so scared to tell me that she had a crush on a boy. Like, she was so scared. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm kind of like Postoffer.podomatic.com. Click the follow button there. Um, written reviews on Facebook, Stitcher, and um, iTunes are very helpful. So spread this around. Share this with family members and friends. Please don't forget to check out, if you want more cool stories, check out the overcomersmagazine.com. This is an online magazine. Super cool stories there. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember to stand steadfast in the freedom God gave us. Till next time, this is Paul Pulsifer, Julie Hatch, and Jessica Sellers. Have a great day, guys.